0: It's such an honor, Danny, um, to be a part of this amazing podcast you're doing here, and it's just really cool to be talking about this book.
1: You know my work, and you've given it a lot of thought, and um, I don't normally get such good questions, to be honest.
0: (laughs) Your podcast is the one that I listen to when I want to listen to an interviewer who has actually read the book she's asking questions about, (laughs) and asks really interesting, insightful questions about it, and I think that's really special. Thank you for your wonderful questions. It was a good chat, great chat, you're a good interviewer. So enjoy listening to the podcast.
1: That's brilliant what you do, honestly, I'm so in awe and we need more word nerds like yourself, people that are passionate about books.
2: Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny V. Welcome to the second instalment of our NaNoWriMo journey. We have writing buddies, Adrian Beck, Tristan Banks, Julianne Negri and myself. We also have special guest, Fleur Ferris. I hope you're making your word count. Please share your journey with us on social media. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back to episode two of the Words and Nerds NaNoWriMo special. We have the usual suspects, the resplendent Julianne Negri. Mm. Hello. The talented Tristan Banks. Oh, thanks. Are Are you waiting, Adrian, what I've got for you? <laughs> the man is who is always full of jokes and joy, Adrian Beck.
1: Oh, thank you. That's yeah. that's very nice of you.
2: You're expecting an insult, weren't you?
1: I was, yes. <laughs> I'll save it for later, yeah. yeah build up to it. Build yeah. you
2: up and crash you down. Yeah. We also have special guest as well for the first week of November, the wonderful Fleur Ferris. How are you? Woohoo! yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us on this crazy journey. We actually had the idea. Well, actually, Adrian, I'll give you full credit, had the idea on the day. And so we're like, right, let's razzle up a team and let's do this. So and then we thought we'd grab, you know, a new person in each week. So, you know, we made a few promises last week. We were all geared up. It was the first day. It was 1 November. We're like, yeah, here's what we're going to do. So mm-hmm. shall we revisit that. And coming up, we have uh, Holden Shepherd and Sarah Bailey. So we'll see how how they're tracking as well. We made a couple of grand promises. Do we remember what they were? Yeah. I have no idea what I promised.
0: <laughs> I think we were just we were young and naive. We
1: knew so little. It's true. It's yeah, so
0: true.
1: that is actually really true.
0: We said things. <laughs> that, we knew nothing. That, yeah, our bodies, our mouths were writing checks that our bodies couldn't cash. <laughs>
1: It's true. It's true. Now,
2: it's day eight, being the 8th of November. And if you calculate it, you know, do the division 50,000 words, blah, blah, Mm. divided by 30, we should be up to 13,000 words. Really? Technically, 13,333. It's a lovely Mm. number. So, shall we do a check in?
1: Yeah, we shall. Okay, well, I've, I've been keeping careful track of this of this uh, process, so allow me to do a check-in here. So um, I've created a graph which is going to accompany these um, this perfect episode and the episodes that uh, subsequently come out. So in the green, uh, at the very, very top, wow, this is exciting, who do we think might be in the green? It's our old friend Danny V with 20... 1372 words.
0: Woo! It. Yeah. What, what leak.
3: This you. is Danny.
0: Can I just say this is also the Danny V who hasn't yet written a book? And she's re- writing 20,000 words in a week and, and all the people who have written books are writing, well, uh, substantially less. <laughs> this is,
2: you've hit the nail on the head and I'm, I'm going to confess this to you and I said this to Adrian early, the reason I'm writing so many words is because I've, I'm the only unpublished author amongst us and so right. I feel like I need to work twice as hard because well, you, you've all proven you guys are amazing.
0: But well, we're lazy, obviously. You know what I mean. We're resting on our laurels. You're some sort of crazy Zen master, beginner's mind. You know, like you, it's your first principles. You're getting down into the, you know, the, the core of yourself and letting it all bubble up. Whereas we're thinking too much.
2: Yeah, I reckon you're right. Maybe I'm not thinking enough. I don't know. Time will tell. It's
1: good. It's good not to think. Um, (laughs) That's my catchphrase. Um,
2: Adrian lives by that.
1: Now, you said your promise, your pledge to everyone, and we're going to get to Fleur Fleur very soon because I know Fleur is listening into this thinking, what's wrong with these guys? I smashed (laughs) it. I've got like almost 49,000. Anyway, she's going to give us an update in a second. I'm sure it's going to be around that. Um, Now, Danny, you said you were actually going to finish something. So Mm, you are mm -hmm. actually living up to that prediction and that promise that you made to us
4: more
2: hope because you more. are
1: look at where you are on that graph you, the, <laughs> you are smashing it you're pretty much or just over you know i reckon you are basically double what you should be at this point so well done
2: thank you i appreciate that
1: uh coming in in the second position in terms of word count the all-important uh, pink colored line is of cool. course Julianne Negri, who has got 17,683 words. Woo! Ooh. Yeah.
2: And what a fancy graph. Like for those who can't see it, because it's a podcast, I will share it. But it's very fancy, Adrian. It's got little our little names coming up, our, got a little color each. Impressive.
1: Thank you. That's what I was doing when I should have been writing.
2: <laughs> you can see that on the graph.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How are you going, Julianne? Are you feeling like it's flowing well? Clearly, you're above where you need to be. Uh, so yeah. I assume it's going okay.
3: Look, I've got to admit, I'm, I'm not that experienced. I've written one book and, and a draft of another book in my lifetime. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is my third attempt at something long. Um, so, and it's not my usual way of writing. I'm someone who normally thinks a lot and then uses my time very efficiently. Whereas this is like blab blab blab, so um, there's kind of a, a like I've walked off the cliff feeling, and I'm you know like Wiley e. Coyote, I'm still pedalling in the air, but I think if I stop and read back, I'll be plummeting right down the cliff edge and going bang on yes. the ground. But um, my plan, don't look down. no, don't look down. My plan is that because I'm a little bit ahead now, I'm actually going to take a day to do some plotting to help with the rest
1: Mm. very smart in fact uh, we might get get to that in a minute Denny because I think there's a few of us that might be in that same situation but well done Julianne we're going to dig down deeper into your process uh very shortly now those were the two of us out of the four of us and we're getting to Fleur who's got about 49,000 just uh just letting everyone know that she's going to give us an update very shortly but um those were the two that were above where you need to be now we get to the two that are just a bit below where you need to be, um, and that is. Uh, let's go with the blue line, uh, and the blue line is of course myself. And I am sitting on eight thousand eight hundred and twenty words. Nice,
0: very good. That's good.
1: Well, yeah, it's okay. It's like I sort of started real. In fact, I I did overthink it, like you were saying, Danny. I completely overthink thunk it. I overthunk it at the start. <laughs> I sort of sat there just petrified and paralyzed and I couldn't write anything um
2: just in like, your defense Adrian you also were working to a deadline as well mm.
1: I was I was compartmentalizing I had some other deadlines I was working on and I, and I and I put some time aside to work on this project too and um I don't know I think I'd recently I'd recently had the pleasure of interviewing Neil Gaiman and some some of the stuff he was saying was stuck in my head and I think it sort of messed with my brain a little bit because <laughs> You know, the, you know, the graveyard book, he apparently he had that idea for the graveyard book for years and years and years. Right. And then he kept putting it aside because he thought, I'm not ready to write it. I'm not a good enough writer to write it yet. Uh, and then <laughs> he got to around about 40 years of old and he thought to himself, apparently, this is all what he's, he's said in interviews and things. Um, he's never going to get any better. He might as well just write it now. Mm-hmm. And and so I thought to myself, well, I'm about 40. <laughs> I need <laughs> to write this 50,000-word novel now. And so it sort of got stuck in my head. And even that first line, something about in that book, the, there's, um, uh, there was a knife in the dark and was held by hand or something like that. You, you guys would know it off by heart, no doubt. But um, it's such a great first line and I just couldn't even – I couldn't come up with the first line. I was just sitting there. You didn't necessarily
3: write it first. No, I
1: know. (laughs) I know know that, but I just wanted to – I wanted to get off on the right foot and I wanted to really nail it. I don't know. Well, look, the thing is, I don't know about you guys, but I reckon every time I try and sit down and write a book, I'm trying to write the best one I've written so far. And I think that can mess with your head sometimes. Yeah, don't sit
3: down and try and write a book. You're you're doomed as soon as you say, I'm writing a book.
1: (laughs) That, that I never
3: say I'm writing a book.
0: I reckon I've got I've become progressively slower and slower and slower and slower and slower. I used to write and think I'm fat. This is going to be amazing. It's going to sell <laughs> millions of copies, and I'm going to be retired at the Bahamas and stuff. And I'd just be like pounding it out, and then and feel so good while I was doing it. And then I'd read it back. And of course, it'd be terrible, but I was still optimistic and stuff. Whereas now I find I'm, like you say, you're trying to write a better thing than you've written before. I don't feel as kind of gung ho about just, you know, getting a book out kind of thing.
1: So I I sort of think and think and think, which is why I'm at the bottom of the ladder. Well, we come to you, Tristan. Uh, and yes, uh, the red line just a touch below myself at seven thousand one hundred and ninety uh, is Tristan Banks. Tristan, how are you going with uh, with NaNoWriMo so far?
0: It's been a cruel week to start NaNoWriMo with the US election, <laughs> yes. which has is, which is required checking Twitter, New York Times, Sydney Morning Herald, Fox News, and every so other um, website uh, every seven seconds, which makes it difficult to write something in those sort of seven seconds in between. <laughs> yep. Um and also I've been getting ready to launch this on uh, this um, video online story school that I'm launching. And so, you know, everybody's got things that they're doing. I think distraction has been my main thing though. So I'm hoping now that um joe he's in the white house or so he's on his way um we can all just relax and this week i'm hoping to even though i'm only on 7190 i'm hoping that by the end of this week i'll be on twenty thousand, and uh you know and peace will be restored
2: and you were doing something a little bit different too tristan you already had a draft and and you were aiming to go a little bit you were, you're were breaking all the rules which is totally fine here. he break the rules if you like here, but you were doing something a bit different. So you were editing, you were adding and um, you didn't even plan to finish on the 30th of November. So you're just doing your own thing anyway, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. Is that a new
3: idea as well?
0: Uh, No, it's, I mean, it's an idea that I've been kicking around in my mind for years and then I've already written a draft and then I'm doing the second draft. But I must say, even if... Julianne and Danny are lying about their word count, which I have have a few thoughts about that, but even if they are lying, it's very inspiring being in a group. That's
2: so mean, Tristan. That's so mean. Here I am full of self-doubt and paranoia because you're all published authors and I've been sick and I've been watching the election and then you tell me I'm cheating. That's it. Danny, we're all filled with self-doubt. That's what a writer is.
0: (laughs) You're setting the pace. You're setting (laughs) the pace. I'm like the greyhound just trying to chase, trying to catch up.
1: It's very impressive. So that's where we're all at. And we're going to dig down into our process a little bit further in just a sec. But we do, as Danny mentioned, we do have a very, very special guest joining us who's also doing NaNoWriMo because we're going to have a few special guests joining us along the journey. And as we said before, it's Fleur Ferris. Fleur, um, before we ask you about what you're up to and what your concept is and how you're going and all that sort of stuff, we want to get right down to the detail, the all important detail that is the word count. Where are you at roughly a week into your NaNoWriMo this time around?
4: Yeah, exactly. I'm at fourteen thousand
1: six hundred and
4: one. Wow, thousand six hundred and one. Not near as impressive as forty nine thousand. So you oversold. <laughs> now that well, sounds disappointing. But, 14,
1: but you're exactly on
4: track. Great. A little bit ahead. You
1: are. You are bang on. I'd say.
4: Yeah.
1: So I'm doing
4: this because I'm working still uh, in another job, in a day job. So this is all going on in the mornings. So I get up at between four and five, and work, then I get the kids to school and I go to work, and then I come home. So if it doesn't happen in that time of day, it doesn't get to happen, but I have been tuning into the um, election too, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. so
4: I didn't get as much done this weekend as I thought I would for that reason. <laughs> and then, of course, it was a really nice sunny day here. I'm up at Chukamawama, so I went bike riding this afternoon. Well, of course. And... Didn't write any words this afternoon. When I, mean, I sort of... its totally fine to talk
2: to your family and <laughs> life to get in the way. Totally fine. Totally acceptable. No
4: way! I'm doing Narrow rhyming. <laughs> so do I get my own colour on the graph?
1: <laughs> you get orange because I can oh, see you've right. got a lovely orange top on. So <laughs> we'll, we'll add that in.
0: Are you usually are you usually a a fast writer and b a an early morning writer or are you just doing it because you're working you're you're, you're working as well?
4: I'm always, a, I've always been a fast writer.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: This is, this is slow. I'm slowing off because I'm taking my time with this one. And I'm also writing it as a screenplay as I go scene by scene. Really? And I just want to see what that might look like at the wow. end. Um, really? So this is a bit slower for me. Um, and i am always been a morning, morning writer because I've got kids. Hmm. So... And I seem to be just writing. I don't have, you know, my office where I go into and um, I, te- I like to write in the middle of the family. Yeah. <laughs> it just sort of works better for me. I don't know why. But I have got an office and I'm never in there. It's just getting dusty. So,
3: I often think back and I even did my homework early in the morning rather than after school. Like I, I was oh. a country kid and you had to get up really early for the school bus anyway. And every mm. and mum used to get up really early. So I sort of think that's just my, my thing.
1: Mm. So, Fleur, have you, have you written this fast before? Like you were saying this is sort of you sometimes even write faster. Like uh, how quick are you normally?
4: Well, when I wasn't working in a day job, I was working, I was writing much more. So I would write a whole novel in 30 days. Wow. Before. Um, I was under deadline. Um, so I might have gone out to six weeks.
1: Sometimes. And how long? How many words would that novel be? Sixty-five. Sixty-five in thirty days. I like it.
0: And is that just a is that just a first draft that you wouldn't show anyone, or would
1: you actually send it no, to the publisher? that's what it would go to my publisher. Wow, that's really efficient.
4: <laughs> that's yeah, Danny write, V territory. I write, really, I don't, I don't. I'm not a detailed writer. I write but very uh, like they're always asking for more detail. I call it the skeleton, and mm. then I've got to add all the. Which is why you might
3: be really suited to this screenwriting.
4: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I find I'm slow at screen. I feel really slow at screenwriting. So novel, I'm very comfortable with writing a novel. And I I can make, you know, fast progress when I sit down and have to. Um, But this one, I'm taking my time and there's things going on and there's twists that I'm not even prepared for. Mm. So they're just happening on the keys which is what I like. Mm. I've got my main plot lines and my my pivot points, I know what's going to happen. Mm. But all that middle stuff, um the the subplots all happens on the keys for me. And this one because I've slowed right down with it and my deadline's not until March the 1st, so I've got ages after this. Mm. I'm just using NanoRimo to get a large chunk of it done. So I'm not under pressure this time. If I write 300 words that day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So if I don't make 50,000 words by the end of it, it doesn't matter.
3: And and your other books, Fleur, were you, did you know the story before you started writing?
4: Yeah, I do. I see it all in my head before I start. So nothing's written down. I'm not a plotter as in, you know, I'm writing down scene for scene.
3: But you think about it.
4: Yeah, I think about it and I see the scenes. Once I've got about 15 to 20 scenes, I know that I'm ready and I'm right to sit down and now I know my character by them too. So, but everything else, it, it doesn't always go on to the page the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it, it doesn't work when mm. I go to the words, but it, um, it sort of follows what I'm thinking, what, what, what I see in my head. I, I see it like a movie and then I write what I see.
0: Mm. Can I just ask you though, how do you get the courage to write sixty-five thousand words that quickly, and then show it to other people, yeah. because I go if I write fast, or even if I write slow, even if I've written fifty thousand words, even if I've written it over a couple of months, um, I just know when I read it back, I'm just going to think it's the worst thing I've ever read, and I don't even want to read it, let alone subject <laughs> someone else to it. So, but I know there are writers who write pretty clean. First, like if you've seen it in your mind and you write a pretty clean first draft, but I, I just don't know how that works. I, I, I don't know how people do that.
4: It's normally a clean draft, so I feel confident to show it to my editor and my publisher, and I haven't had anything bad happen, <laughs> bad responses so far. Um, of course, we edit it, and my editor, you know, I work with my editor over that that year um, to edit it. But it's like risk was very much like. The, the original draft, and so are my other books. So I don't know. If anything, they're saying, we need more detail here. We need to see why she wants to do that here. or
1: mm.
4: So put in a flashback and show us more. Um, mm. So it's more me adding stuff than and taking and- stuff out. Yeah, I'm reading for a friend at the moment, and her drafts are huge, mm. and then they cut it all about, all down. So mm. we all have a different process, and it's there's no wrong or right way. It's just each individual way, I guess. Yeah.
3: I, I, I think yeah. having, like, I've only just had my first book come out, so I've only just gone through that editing process for the first time. But now that I know that process a little bit better, I think that's making me more prepared this time to just sort of blurt it all out and have it really messy because I know I'm just going to go and work on it. Mm. You know? otherwise, otherwise, I think I, w- I would take too long. Mm. Yeah and yeah. i al- and I also just think of I try and sit down with a scene in my head, so I'm not writing in sequence,
0: yeah. That's cool. I like it. Scrivener for me is a great app for being able to write out of sequence. You know, I'll be writing something and then I'll go, oh, and I'll go, if this happens, then that has to happen. Yeah. at the end. And I'll quickly go and make a, a chapter and I'll just put a shell of blah, 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 this has to happen. And then I can jump back and then I jump to the middle and then I go back. I Scrivener has really helped me, whereas Word and pages and things I don't tend to jump around as much. Hmm. Uh,
3: is anyone else using Scrivener? I use Scrivener. I haven't tried it. I'm using Word and I sort of colour code. I know that sounds really? like stupid, but like I've got a colour code that I can highlight it if it goes earlier and a colour code if I that I can highlight it if it goes later. And I sort of might say, this goes after this
2: other thing happens. <laughs> I just like Scrivener from an organisational point of view because you can just write your chapters. Then if you want to flip them around, you can just like physically drag them and move them around. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you can find it because in Word, you know, like scrolling, 67 pages so I've started on Word but then I always flip it over to Scrivener
1: Flora are you writing in sequence or are you um, yeah. are you just doing bits and pieces and piecing it all together uh, at the end?
4: No this one I'm writing in sequence because it's from one point of view okay. and so I find that that's the natural way to write it. Um, when I wrote Rec though it was two points of view one in present tense, one in past tense and but my character started sounding the same when I tried to write it in sequence So I had to scrap the first 10,000 words and go back to it and I wrote two separate novels basically, Mm -hmm. his his story and her story and then I cut them and cut them into each other at the end and what you're saying about Scrivener, which I haven't used that but that sounds like I probably would have saved hours and hours of time (laughs) had I used Scrivener but I was using Word. But, yeah, so it just depends on the novel. I've got no set way but this one is in sequence
2: I love how you knew that their voices were too similar and then so you just wrote one and then the other because then their voices can't get muddled up that's a great process
4: and, and so this through it. it was not something I planned and it was just that I knew it wasn't working so I had to try something else because I had a deadline mm. so, is,
3: is anyone else writing in first person like Fleur? no I'm, uh,
0: so.
2: yes
3: Danny's nodding Yep.
2: Yeah, first present,
3: and just one and just one point of view.
2: Yeah, I think um, for this particular story and being crime, I think it lends itself to it because there's pace to it. So, yep. and I just feel comfortable in that voice.
1: So, how are we all going then? So, Danny, you're smashing it. How are you feeling about it? Are you are you happy with where it's at, or are you blurting it out and uh, you know knowing that you can fix it up later, or where are you at?
2: Well, this is why I've never finished anything because I can do twenty thousand words and then I'm like. I don't know what to do. It's crap. I suck. And I stop and I start something else, (laughs) but this is not what's going to happen this time. So what I did was I got to 17,000. So I did my usual bash it out because the ideas were in my head. And then um, I stopped. I didn't write anything yesterday. I just sat and I made a table and I just planned out what I'd written. Mm. And then I knew the ending, but then I had to fill in all the gaps. And so I did that. So I've got my plots and my chapters now. Um have so each got a little like, paragraph so I know where I'm headed and that's why I could wake up this morning and go, right, time to write this chapter. And that's how that's I got great. to 20.
1: That's great. So you got your ending all sorted.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I had my ending, but then because it's crime, I was like, oh, no, no, that's not the ending. This other mm-hmm. twisty bit's the ending. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah, so yeah, cool.
2: I'm happy with that.
1: That's great.
4: Your audience, Jenny, are you writing for adults? Or are you yeah,
2: younger? I'm doing crime for adults. It's something that I just love reading and I just um, thought I'd give it a crack.
1: Hmm. what about uh, julianne how are you going with yours are you happy with how it's playing out are you um are you, is it sort of coming out the way you expected it to or has it taken some twists and turns
3: um well like i said i normally am a little more a little bit more prepared before i start actually putting words on the page so i'm getting a few surprises um there's a lot more humour to it than I was expecting. I'm quite enjoying the character whose name I've already changed
1: twice. Freya. Freya?
3: Not Freya anymore. She's now Fanula.
1: Fanula. I like
0: Finula. it.
3: <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, I'm. I'm quite. I'm quite enjoying the the feeling of I don't really know what's happening. That's kind of fun at times. But um. But yeah. I. I, I I'm not going to be able to have the momentum for that because I think it's really quite okay to have an idea and write the first act, but that, Mm -hmm soggy middle bit, you kind of need some scaffolding for that. So I'm just going to actually have to take some time to think about it. Um, And I was doing a whole lot of kind of research last night into sort of folklore around the sea because it's set at the beach and mermaid stories and things like that. And then last night I dreamt about a mermaid who was singing and it was this awful, awful sound. And I woke up and my dog was on the floor snoring really badly. (laughs) I probably immersed myself in too much uh, mermaid
2: song.
1: <laughs> 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 I like it. Okay. Well, that's good. So and that's interesting that you've got the planning happening too. We'll come back to the planning in a sec. But, Tristan, in general, how are you feeling about yours? Are you, is it going the way you thought it would go? Uh, has, you know, obviously you've been a bit distracted, but uh, when you're yeah. not distracted, is it coming out? Um,
0: I'm enjoying, I'm I'm enjoying the process anyway. And I like the characters and I like the story and I mean, you know, and I'm driven partly by you guys to get out of bed in the morning and (laughs) and start working on it. And the, and I really, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's, the things, the scenes that I'm moving around and the chapters. And I feel like I'm kind of performing kind of open heart surgery because I'm sort of moving that and I've got this and I'm shoving that up there. And then I'm, and then I'm going to, you know, filling in the middle bit and then I, you know, I've got to try to hold it all in my head so that it doesn't all kind of collapse on me, but I kind of like that challenge. And if I can just stay off, uh, you know, (laughs) Twitter and email and all those things until like, Eleven o'clock or something like that. I reckon my I'll double my word count. So no, I'm I'm really enjoying it. How about you, mate? How's how are you? What's your goal for the week?
1: I would like to get to that uh, on that graph that we keep talking about. There's that blue middle line. I want to get to that blue middle line. Now I know Danny and Julianne and Fleur they're smashing it. They're well over the middle line. I just want to get to the middle line, and then I'm going to um, have a Milo and relax. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd love to get to that word limit, but I'm, um, I'm struggling with what I was going to ask everyone about. Um, and that is, what
2: I wanted to ask you, Adrian, cause you're a plotter, right? I'm a and this time You just went, I'm going to pants and it, it hasn't worked for you.
1: Well, no, look, it
2: might it's happen. interesting.
1: It's interesting what Julianne was saying. Cause I, I actually relate a little bit to what you're saying, Julianne is that in so much as things have happened, things have evolved, which would never have got into the, into the story if I had it planned out because they've just sort of, they've just, there's just been a spark within the scene that because I'm not necessarily building to the next plot point, I can just go with this, you know, this sort of tangent, I suppose. And it becomes the plot point. And if I was sort of trying to enforce a structure onto it, I think it would, Turn out to be something entirely different. And I'd, you know, I'd use all the tricks I could possibly summon up to try and make it seem, you know, uh, uh, quite like a, a normally evolving story. Um, but I would be inflicting a plot onto it. So, so far I've got to about eight thousand, nine thousand words, just under 9,000 words. And that's, it is, I'm drawing towards the end of the first act, I think. And, um, and at that point in the next couple of days, I'm going to do exactly what a lot of you seem to be doing. I'm going to sit down I'm going to work out what, what, what on earth this is, where it's going, what's going to happen next. Um, because I've, I've just, I keep getting to that point where I get to the end of a chapter and I've got nothing and I'm used to having that sort of overall, I don't even have an overall plan. I've got no idea how this thing ends. Yeah. Um, and so I've got, I've, I've got little things that have happened and then when I'm sort of out walking with the kids or whatever, I'll think, oh, hang on, maybe that bit could go with that bit and, and it could lead to this thing that happens later, you know. No, um, done all done. that I stuff I doing, usually oh, do beforehand.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a lot of that, oh, hang on, this bit's here and this bit's here and then I'm thinking, hang on, maybe that subplot I started writing, you know, the other day, that's going <laughs> to go nowhere. Maybe that's gone. Um, you know, like there's a lot of confusion. I think, I think it'll be a mess when it's finished.
2: But even if you are a plotter, it's still fine to chuck out that idea and go, no, no, I've got a better one or it's yeah. involved. Like I think it just keeps you waking up being able to write something because otherwise if you've got that kind of I've, I've finished my chapter and now I don't know where I'm going, that's when you kind of go, oh, I'll just check Twitter. <laughs> I and and I should I'm... also
3: point out that some of my words in my document are things like, oh, my goodness, Julianne, you are so stupid, I can't believe you just <laughs> I think <laughs> we all
0: have that. Mm. Um, I just want to fill in for the listener too that Adrian Beck, I've seen him change and evolve since last week. I mean, he's now got a bit of a beard going on. I'm seeing sort of a Francis Ford Coppola shooting Apocalypse Now kind of situation. I don't know whether you've ever seen the documentary Hearts of Darkness, which is sort of yeah, of is. Madness yeah, kind of thing yeah. while he was shooting this movie, but yeah, I'm really the way you're sort of saying, you know, you wouldn't usually outline and you're discovering all this gold that you wouldn't. I'm really seeing an evolution here. <laughs> I
1: can't wait to see you. The
2: hair's scrolling. growing. Oh. Do you know you're allowed to go to the hairdresser now, like Melbourne? Yeah, yeah i am just I am, checking
1: um, yeah I've, I've got to. i've got to get in but they're all booked out as julianne would know although julianne might do that wonderful hairstyle herself i haven't been
3: sure. hairdresser for yeah over 10 years
1: 10 years you're not the right person to talk to yeah look um <laughs> it's uh it is it's interesting working without it without a safety net because um you know even though as you say danny i like to plot I leave plenty of room for it to sort of mm. uh, change as we go. But I've got nothing. As I finish a chapter here, I've got nothing. I'm sort of on this journey like a reader would be. Yeah, um, it's great. Writing like a reader is the best.
3: Except except that writers are filled with self-doubt and that, and that <laughs> sort of plot and that knowledge of the story and, and how you're telling it and where you're going, that mm. kind of helps you overcome it a little bit. Otherwise, it's just like pure brashness, isn't it? And like, you know, yeah. it's just like, just writing with just boldness. And that's kind of hard instead all, of going, yeah. well, what am I writing actually?
4: Where are my notes? <laughs> you know, I don't have that when I'm writing. I don't have all that. It's I don't even think about it. Don't even think about the words or the first line or anything. Hmm. It just all goes on. And I have that uncertainty when it's about to come out, about a week before. And wow. Like, okay, I think we need to pull that. <laughs> I don't want it to go out there. Yeah, and yeah. that's when I have my little freak out.
3: So, Fleur, you're our perfect coach.
4: Well, not not necessarily, because <laughs> <laughs> um, I might lead you down the, the wrong path. <laughs> it's a I'm, path I'm, to more words. That's all we want. Yeah. <laughs> so, Adrian, you're doing something really different this time because of because it's nano. Is that right?
1: That's right. So, yeah.
4: are you liking what you've got?
1: Uh, I'm liking. I am. I'm liking what I've got. Um, I'm trying to get that sort of like. Um, that stranger things um Stephen King it part one, sort of kids in the bush, um, something mysterious happening, and the bush is slightly mysterious type vibe i'm trying to imbue it with all that sort of stuff of
4: horror
1: it's no it's not it's not not necessary horror, but it's um it's a, sort of like a, a creature that they discover so the the um, reference I said last week was e t but that's probably put Danny keeps sending me e t gifts she thinks oh, it's, it's she E.T. thinks it's so e t it's probably put the absolutely the, <laughs> down the wrong track completely but um it's this got s- something film. similar it's similar to that um, and so i'm trying 'm trying to give it that sort of vibe but i 'm also um I'm also uh, I'm big on coming up with characters beforehand, mm-hmm. and sort of writing a page about who this person is, and you know, their what they look like visually, what, how how they talk, you know, how they carry themselves, um, what they want, all that sort of stuff. But I've started with this one uh, with a completely blank page. I just had that idea. It was pretty much like a two-line idea as well. I didn't really know how to develop it much f- further than that, and so I've kind of I kind of feel like I'm. Um, the characters are uh, starting to evolve as the story goes on and then I'm going to have to go back and make sure they're consistent. Um, so I guess as our coach for this for this episode, Fleur, do you, <laughs> when you start, you know, you say it's it's almost like a movie to you, do you see these characters as fully formed and fleshed out and everything like that and then you run with the story or do you write this movie and then you come back and you fill in some gaps?
4: No, this I see them... As they are, I don't start writing the book until I know. So this story that I'm writing now has been in my head for maybe three or four years. Mm. So I just brews while I'm working on other things. And so I was very ready to write this book. So I knew this character so well. Yep. And it's actually the first time I've written from a boy's point of view. Okay. And I don't know, I read Tristan's work, so I don't know if that has influenced this, but it would sit beside Tristan's uh, Two Wolves in the Fall. All right. Yeah. So,
1: um,
4: and yeah, and it's it's from a boy's point of view. So I actually read the Fall again because that's from a boy's point of view of the same age. So who who are you writing for this time, Tristan? Are you a younger audience or the middle, uh, young adult?
0: No, more that it was actually the book that I um, picked your brain on police stuff. Flora uh, mm-hmm. is my police advisor on this. Wow. Novel. <laughs> So I've sort of been yeah, that, that conversation actually, Fleur very kindly gave me, you know, an hour of her time while she was madly doing a million other things and needing to um but yeah, and, and sort of just told me some cop stuff because my character's mum is is a police officer and I just and, and in a in a country sort of setting as well. So um it was yeah. Very useful. Awesome. So, yeah, I am writing for that for that kind of you know middle grade, upper primary, early high school kind of age. I for me, don't know. I think I have very strong memories of being that age. I think my my best memories of childhood maybe were sort of that sort of that late primary, early high school sort of time. Mm-hmm. And so for me to slip into that character's headspace is easier than than it is writing younger or older certainly than write, writing older i find it difficult to remember what it was like being 16 or 17. Mm. you know what
2: i love fleur you came on as a guest and now suddenly you're our coach yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
2: fantastic i love this coach fleur
3: can i ask Fleur another question i'm here for this um fleur so because you're writing for screen as well, so my my background's in screenwriting, so that was what I was familiar with before I started, you know, prose writing. But um, are you thinking scene by scene? Are you going in just going scene by scene in your in both in both the documents?
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it feels natural to do that. I haven't done this before. I always thought I wanted to, but deadlines got in my way, and I had to give the screen. Project, you know, push that to the side because I had to focus on the novel because that's what I had to deliver. Um, But this time, because my, my deadline is March 1st, I've got a lot of time. And I started plotting it as a screen first and then I've started writing it and it's sort of gone away from what I had, just, you know, like little cards on a board. Hmm. So it's gone away from that a little bit and I like it better what I've done on the novel. So I'm now thinking I should just continue to write the novel yep. and, then write, and the then write the screenplays the from, from, from those scenes. But they're definitely scene by scene and I end them like you would in a film as well. Yep. Um, and no, I think
3: maybe, that's, maybe that's your advice for this week is to just go for a scene.
4: Mm, yeah.
1: Yep. Well, I will.
4: I always finish with a hook on the so that you always know what you're going into the next chapter. So yeah. if you're finishing and if you finish the chapter and you you don't know where what's going to happen next, it's not finished. Yeah. You need that next paragraph so that it leads into it, and so that that reader won't put that book down.
3: And Fleur, when you when you sit down for your next writing session, the next morning you get up, you already know what you're going to be what you're going to be tackling.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'll have that scene then squared away in my head. And it may be different to what I thought of, you know, over the last number of years with this this story, but it will be because something might have happened. Like, at the moment, it's having twists and turns that I haven't expected. Mm. And mm. sometimes that's happening on the key. Sometimes it might be I didn't expect it the day before, but I knew that morning that that's what was right for the story. But... Um, which I really like that. This is my very favourite part of the whole process, this first draft writing. And because you're under no pressure, because you don't have to hand this draft in. You can fix it if you want to. Mm. But I just think you just throw everything out the window, all caution and, and worry, and just write whatever you like on this draft.
3: You hear that, Adrian? What's this yep. pressure business of being, you know, Neil mm. Gaiman? Yeah. Do- I know. Just have some
1: fun. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Julianne, for setting me straight there. That's I appreciate that, Danny. Uh, you uh, you you were asking me to ask a couple of questions here and put you under the pump as well. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you off just because you're the host. Okay, um, hands up, who thinks they're still gonna make it? Who thinks they're still going to make it? Daddy Hands says up yes. is
2: not great for a podcast. No, but I'm going
1: to say, Daddy <laughs> says yes. Tristan says yes. Julianne says yes. Fleur says nothing. So that's uh, not encouraging from our coach. And we've got some shout outs to some people that are on the nano journey with us. I want to ask everyone before we finish up the hurdle this week that we think we can see coming. What might that be? And um, a prediction of where we'll be next in a week's time when we catch up again. Julianne.
3: My hurdle is going to be building in the mystery because I haven't decided what it's going to be yet. Like there's a few different mysteries, but like there's got to be a main one and I'm still kind of deciding and researching and I kind of know how I want it to end, but I've got to kind of manufacture that. So I'll have to do some decision making and I'm really bad at making creative decisions. (laughs) I'm going to have to go, yes, this is the way I'm going to do it.
1: Some, some decision making and will you be at the uh you know the uh, the word count that you need to be like that blue line that we're meant to all be going for or will you be smashing it again
3: no i'm just aiming for the blue line
1: okay 25 down
2: by next sunday oh.
3: yeah. be- beginnings beginnings are, e- are easier than the meatier bits
1: yes yes they are aren't they tristan what's your hurdle uh, that you can see coming and where do you think you've been a week's time
0: hurdle is that i'm heading towards exciting stuff like inciting incident first act turning point kind of stuff that really kind of sets the story in motion which is which is good and it'll be it'll drive me and i'll be that stuff will write itself quickly um but then i'm going into the second act and and the beginning of a second act can get soft and it Mm. can be uh, uninteresting and get boring very quickly unless you're on you Know you're on guard, kind of thing, so and that's when you sort of start second guessing because you're writing all this boring stuff, and then you're like, Oh, this is really boring, but I'm gonna <laughs> keep on writing it anyway. So, I think I, I just think I'm um, keeping on pushing through the beginning of that second act and uh and not looking back over my shoulder too much will be the big challenge.
1: And you'll get and the I, work done, I think
0: I'm gonna be at 20,000 by
1: next uh 20,000. All end. right. <laughs> I'm going, to write, I'm going to write that down, okay? 20,000, You don't Tristan.
2: need to. We're recording it. So. Oh, phew. Okay, because I was just pretending, so that's good.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, Fleur, what about you? What do you see? as Is there any sort of challenge that you've got coming up this week? And where do you think you'll be in about a week's time?
4: Well, for challenges, I think because the story has twists and turns that I didn't expect, I want to make sure that, that they haven't gone off on a tangent that doesn't work for the plot that I wanted, you know, for the ending that I wanted. So I guess making sure um, I've got my eye on all the balls in the air that I've got going that I didn't expect to have and so that I can pull them all in together so that they all work and um, when it comes to, you know, writing those final scenes. Mm. And word count, I don't know. I'd love to write a. Th- uh, seven thousand words in the seven days, just to have a, a clean figure of a thousand words. But I don't know. I seem to be naturally hitting about six hundred to seven hundred in a sitting.
1: Yeah.
4: And that seems to be the scene. Then you know the scene's done.
1: Yeah.
4: So, I don't know. I'm working this week, and it's a full week. So.
1: So we're hoping. We'll we're see, hoping. Yeah. We're hoping for seven. Seven would be so seven morning, would be great.
4: Early mornings at my house.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good. It's a lot of early mornings, actually. Um. Okay, Danny. Now I know you're the host, but you don't get off lightly. Not what tonight.
2: It- and thank yeah. you because I can barely talk because I'm still recovering from. Uh, <laughs> it was pharyngitis. I was been suffering with that all week. So my challenge this week is time because last week I was sick and even though I was sick, I just laid on the lounge or in bed writing and I actually took a sick day from work and I just spent it writing. It was the best day ever. Mm. Um, so then I had to reschedule on my podcast that I had last week because I had no voice. So this week I have two podcasts recording on Tuesday and two on Thursday.
1: Ooh, double bangers.
2: And I have to read. So uh, time is going to be my huge challenge this week um so i'm gonna try and do the early mornings but i'm at 20 so worst case scenario all i need to get to by sunday is 25 so i'll make sure i get there at least
1: Awesome. All right. I'm writing that down that, as well. I predict that
0: Danny will be at 25 by midnight tonight. Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: right. I know. She's probably writing as she's doing this podcast. <laughs> I can't see her hands. That's what she's doing. <laughs> uh, great. Okay. Well, I had to do some shout outs, didn't I, um, uh, for some of the uh, awesome people that are on the journey with us. And I've got to say, I think it's kind of fun to have people on this journey together. I can't, I, it, it actually, it is motivating. You, you think to yourself, oh, that won't motivate me. I don't care what Tristan does with his life. But it does actually help you in some ways. <laughs> it does sort of keep you, keep you honest, I guess. Some of our friends that are on the Nano journey with us, and it's great to have heard from them all. And we wish them all the very best. And they've got some amazing numbers here, which will impress us all. Ashley, Michael, Ashley Michael, or Michael? Apologies if I'm getting that wrong. Thirteen thousand three hundred and forty-one. Woohoo! Well done, Nicole De Morton. Fourteen thousand seven hundred and ten. Right. beauty, killing it. Paul De- Delgano is on nine thousand exactly. He's a bit like Tristan; he likes to round <laughs> it up. <laughs> Vanessa Smith is on eleven thousand seven hundred seventy-three. Well done, Vanessa. Uh, our friend Charming Language. Um, I'm not sure that's what's on her birth certificate, but uh, that's what she's <laughs> going by. Charming Language is at uh, five thousand four hundred forty-three, which is also awesome. Well done. Nice. Well done, Charming. Iwa Ramsey is on thirteen thousand five hundred ten, which is another awesome effort. Yeah, yeah. Tamara Reads is on seven thousand eight hundred seventy-nine. Uh, which is great. Well done, Tamara. And thank you for coming on the journey with us. Eliza Henry-Jones is on 8,000 exactly. Well done, Eliza. And Lauren Charter is on 12,000 exactly. Oh, nice. So well done to all those nano NaNoWriMers that are Ooh. going along on the journey with us. Great to have you on board. <laughs> oh, actually, back.
2: Tristan said that he needed a recount of Julianne and my word count. He doesn't believe <laughs> us, but yeah. there's no way I'm sending you my first crappy draft, so you're just going to have to trust.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Um... Good luck with the cu- following week. Uh, I'm sure we are, some of us are going to be successful. Hopefully all of us are going to be successful. Danny looks a bit worried, but that's okay. Uh, she'll get through. She just needs to get 5K and she'll be hitting that blue line. That's all we want.
2: And thank you so much, Fleur. I think, you know, you came on as a guest. Now you're our coach. I think we've learned so much from you in this last hour. And thank you so much.
0: Good on you, everybody. Congratulations and good luck for the week ahead.
1: Happy riding, everyone! We've got another coach, or we should say guest, coming up next next week when we when we check in on uh, on Sunday. So uh, make sure you tune in for that. Uh, We can't reveal too much about who it is, can we, Danny? Because I think I
2: did at the beginning of the uh, podcast. Holden Holden Shepherd will be joining us next week and the week after Sarah Bailey, and then it'll be just the uh, original team again to either celebrate or.
0: Commiserate.
2: Commiserate.
1: Commiserate? <laughs> we were Whether quick to say that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be making, you know, use a bit more of a euphemism, but hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well done, everyone, and we'll see you at the halfway point. Bravo. See ya.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.